We used to be good friends, but that's all come to an end. Hello, my lovely people. Welcome back to another episode of We Are the Best of Friends Until We Weren't. I'm Gabby Scott. I'm very excited to have you all back today for a second episode after our season premiere, if you will, (laughs) uh, the last episode. So our guest today is just a tad amazing. He's an Olympian having competed in high jump at the 2016 Olympics para mi isla, Puerto Rico. He's a jack of all trades, singing, high jumping, teaching, coaching. He's just a great person, super driven. I'm really happy that he's joining us today. So everyone, please welcome DJ. Hey, how's everybody doing? I hope you guys are doing great. Gabby, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Just, you know, Sunday morning, always time to relax, but also get some stuff done. It's kind of half and half. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, happy to be here and, you know, be able to provide my story to others to, uh, you know, shed some light on some things. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very intrigued. I've heard a little bit about this story, but I think in detail for our listeners, we'll definitely be relatable to a lot of people. So we'll jump right into it. Why don't you tell me about a friend named Lamar? You know, how did you all become friends? What was kind of the dynamic of everything? How did y'all get along? You know, give us a little bit of a gist. So uh, me and Lamar were um, friends when we got to college. I was a year older than him. He was a freshman coming in and me and him were uh, on the same track team. So with us being on the same track team, we became close very, very quickly. Uh, It was funny because a lot of people used to get us confused because two tall, athletic black guys that are similar in the same skin color and both had hair. Everyone used to get our names mixed up. It was kind of funny. (laughs) But I mean, we just kind of like hit it off right then and there. And um after that, you know, it kind of like progressed into, you know, me kind of taking him under my wing mm-hmm. and us just being, you know, good friends. Yeah. So that was like little brother type of thing. Exactly. We all love that kind of dynamic. Okay. So little brother ends up obviously not being little brother anymore in that kind of dynamic. So tell us about that story, how that kind of shifted. So uh, what kind of happened to put it in an easy way was uh, me and him were, uh, you know, pretty much inseparable. We see him every day. He would see me every day. You know, we train around the same times and things like that. And at one point, uh, I met this chick that just got to the school. Mm-hmm. Her name was Morgan. So Morgan comes and, uh, you know, I met her and everything. and told him about her and it was, uh, you know, still a cool, a cool, you know, cordial relationship between me and Morgan. I mean, me and Morgan. Mm-hmm. After, uh, after that, maybe a couple days later, uh, Lamar ends up meeting Morgan and he ends up falling quickly, likes her, ends up dating her. Mm-hmm. And that was just a very quick transition. So, uh, the way I try to be is I let it be what it is. And, you know, supported the case. She was real cool. She was buying stuff for the team, you know, making sure she took care of everybody. Go mm-hmm. grocery shopping and cook for him and cook for us. And it was, oh, wow. it was cool. Yeah, it was it was a pretty cool relationship. So, you know, he was benefiting and we were benefiting. So I was going to say, I think both sides were very okay with the situation. 
it was awesome. So uh, after that, what happened was uh, time progressed. Um, as they dated, they dated maybe I'd say about late, like a year, maybe a year and some change, maybe, maybe not that long, but around there. And um, things started falling apart because with him being freshly into college and stuff like that, um, I don't know if he could keep his head on straight. And a lot of stuff didn't go the way that it started off in the beginning, you know, the butterflies and uh, the honeymoon phase, once it kind of faded out, it was, you know, yeah, kind of some kind real of stuff started. Yeah, some real stuff started to come to the surface. Yep, got real, real quick. And uh, they ended up breaking up, but in a horrible fashion. Um, it was a lot of slander, a lot of like words of, you know, um, ho, whore, you're this, you're that. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Yeah. So, um, the way I've always seen things is how you deal with somebody's relationship has nothing to do with me. And me and Morgan were always still cool, even though I never really talked to Morgan like that, because at the time I was in a relationship myself. Right. So with me being in a relationship later on when they broke up, this is going around my junior year now, and he's a sophomore. And um, me and Morgan were still like just talking here and there. They broke up and for years, they were kind of, I wouldn't say on and off, but more, I talk to you, we start talking again, then I hate you again, and then I don't deal with you. And then eventually, I would say about two years passed, three years passed, and they just stopped talking. Deleted each other's number, never heard from each other again, maybe saw each other in passing because we were all still on campus and stuff, but mm -hmm. never really communicated. Dealing with myself, though, still talked to her. We were still cool. I mean, whenever I saw her, I spoke, and I kept it moving. So eventually what happened was uh, Lamar kind of got to the point to where he got upset um, every time he saw her. So he always used to tell us, you know, uh, she's for the team. You know, she's a whore. I wouldn't care who slept with her. Um, you know, y'all can just do what you want with her, blah, blah, blah. Because she sleep with this person, that person. She does this, she does that, whatever it may be. And we've heard this for years, years and years, uh, about, I would say, two or three years. Because... After they broke up, it was two, three years. And then after that, it was going on like five years. They pretty much weren't really talking and stuff. And at this time, I was uh, I was still at Auburn um, getting another degree, a master's. Mm -hmm. So at that time, he and my relationship just broke off. So uh, at that time, I was to myself. I was really like trying to focus on, you know, school and doing what I needed to do for myself. And I haven't seen Morgan in a long time. And she popped up. Um, where I was working at in the um, athletic department. So she pops up, I see her, me and her reconnect. And uh, one of my good friends told me, be careful. And I didn't understand what that meant because I've been in a relationship for so long. And um, I found out very soon what that meant of understanding that just as well as men like to do things and have hit lists on women they would love to be with and things like that, Women have the same thing, but it's very undercover when it comes to women because they don't want to be seen. As, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to be seen as like facetious and trying to get over on somebody, or they don't want to be seen as you know promiscuous. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that was uh, it was interesting that she kind of came on to me. So at first, you know, I was like, "Yo, I'm telling you now, I don't want a relationship. I don't want anything." And eventually, it kind of progressed into something else. At that time, it happened, and I was like, yo, I need to let my boy know. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, 
one of our good friends and another one uh guy friend of mine were dating and uh he felt as if he needed to be a spy if that makes sense mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. started to spy on uh morgan because he knew her car and report back to lamar to let him know yeah. that morgan was parking her car at our building and not sure if she was coming over and whatever the case may be later the on re- the reporting friend exactly so he apparently was you know fox news live and mm-hmm. felt he needed to report back to lamar to let him know morgan was over there not sure but he was keeping an eye and blah 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 so uh myself i'm a very straightforward person and i felt as if like you know i wanted to tell lamar and i wanted to let him know like you know yo we're good friends and i want to be adult about it and let you know like this is what it is you know i don't want nothing from her i'm not trying to date her or nothing like that but you know so and so happened at that time he uh when i went to go confront him and tell him he blew up and he was like, I already know what the deal is, whatever, whatever. And you went behind my back and that's bro code. And you should never do that. And I just was so confused because I felt as if, you know, I kind of did the right thing as in letting you know and telling you that this is what it is. And this is what happened because from my experiences of what came out of your mouth was She's a hoe. She's for the team. It's what it is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my relationship with her had never changed, even though you had your problems with her. We were still cool, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to disrespect you like that. And I wanted to make sure you knew what was going on. But in his eyes, he saw it as it was like, you know, a cut at his ankles and mm-hmm. it was like going behind his back and you should never do that. But the weirdest part about the whole situation was he was angry at me. He was upset for that situation, but he's been dating and was in a relationship at the time for like two years. Yeah, with, with someone else, completely different. With somebody else. And he was worried about what I was doing with somebody that he cut himself off from for like over, like I would say maybe like three to five years. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting because I would think that you would be more concerned with your relationship rather than things that were in your past. And me telling you was kind of like, you know, just, would be respected because I don't have to tell you anything because we're grown. But I feel as if like out of respect because you're my boy, I want to make sure you know that. So uh, it was, <laughs> it was interesting for like, I would say maybe about eight months, eight months or something. And our friend group was really tight. So me and him having this riff kind of made it really strange because we were on the same like flag football team because we were both really athletic. Everybody always wanted us on the same team. Mm-hmm. We always had like a clicking connection when it came to hooping and doing stuff. And, um, you know, it was just real awkward at first. And as time progressed, you know, he kind of got over it. I kind of got over it. And eventually our friends just really tried to put us in the same room and chop it up and kind of like squash it. And we squashed it and kind of like moved on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. My first question is, so you obviously, like you said, so it's kind of like one side from your experience with him was, okay, he said he doesn't care, sleep with her, like, I don't care who she sleeps with, she can sleep with any of my homies, da, da, da. But on the flip side, you even said yourself, like, okay, once it happened, then you're like, I want to be straightforward because I'm this kind of person, so I want to have a conversation with Lamar. But then if you obviously felt like he should know and you should be that straightforward friend, 
don't you think maybe that you should have like had that conversation with him like as it was progressing before the event actually happened between you and Morgan? Yes, and that's one of the things that kind of pondered in my head, but it was also the fact that I didn't expect it to go that far. Mm. Honestly, I put myself in a situation that I shouldn't have that then gave me the results that came afterwards. So that's why then it was like, okay, dang, I messed up. Let me go now be the bigger person to say, hey, A, B, and C happened. It don't mean nothing. I don't want to date this girl, you know, and Mm -hmm. try to like, you know, clear it over. But apparently, you know, uh, we had investigators checking Mm -hmm. in and watching my every move. The feds. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So that obviously kind of spoiled your chance to have a real like friend to friend, man to man conversation about it um, Mm -hmm. in order to move forward. So like you said, I definitely agree with the fact that if Lamar was in a whole different relationship, it's like, why are you concerned? Um, I think a lot of people where it's like, oh, I don't care. But it's just like as soon as they do move on, especially in a way that you can keep an eye on it, it bothers people even though you're supposed to be focused on the future it's like when your past person is like evolving I think some people lack that maturity it's like great like you should be dating other people whatever but some people kind of get stuck it's like no you weren't actually supposed to like move on or be with other people especially in front of me you know yeah and I think it's I think it's more also because of the fact that people feel as if like you know I had a part in your growth and they still want to be a part of that so it makes it makes that person feel as if by you moving on now like, I feel like I should get, like, the recognition for where you're at. Because without me being in your life and putting you through that, you wouldn't be where you're at. And mm-hmm. nobody else should get the credit for that except for me. And maybe that's, like, a territorial thing, maybe, with people or how we are as, you know, individuals. But, I mean, in reality, it's very possessive, you know, and it's very prideful because, each individual is an individual, so you can't really control people. Yeah, I think that's a really important perspective as far as, I think that's super true, just like wanting to be a part of people's growth still. Because I think even my own, you know, situations, both friendships and relationships, that's one of the biggest things where it's like, dang, like I just want to like be able to root for you and, you know, be in your life and stuff. But it's obviously sometimes recognizing both ways, like I said, friendships and relationships that, you might be, have to cheer from afar, like on the sidelines. You can't always be involved with it because if you try, like, like so when it's already toxic, it's already dead. Like if you're actually kind of stunting their growth when you try mm-hmm. to stay in it rather than letting them prosper in their own ways and maybe with other people. Yeah, and it just reminds me kind of like of that two involved parent, you know, the helico- helicopter parents. You know, it's like it's cool to cheer from the sideline. It's cool to, you know, throw advice out from the stands, but don't walk on the court or don't walk on the field. <laughs> you know, Mm -hmm. and try to direct things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that kind of situation happened is it became out of Lamar's hands. And he saw that she was doing something else in a different way with somebody that was in his inner circle. And in his head, he was like, okay, are you infiltrating to mess up my inner circle? And you're trying Mm -hmm. to get at my people or is that growth. And maybe he didn't even think of the growth part. In his head, he just quickly went to, you know, you're just trying to poison my circle like our relationship was poison. Right. And then mad at you probably be like, oh, you're letting this girl poison what we have and everything too. Pretty much. That's what I think it was. Rather than understanding like, you know, 
if it was that poison, why would I come and speak to you? Mm-hmm. And like, why would I tell on myself and try to out myself and let you know what was going on? Right. Like, and I, and the bad, the, I wouldn't say bad part, but I would say the interesting and confusing part for me was like, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm telling you everything that happened. So right. what are you upset about? And then you have a girlfriend that you are committed to and he was living with at the time and they're pretty much doing the whole, you know, going to the next step thing. So mm-hmm. what are you truly mad at? Lamar knows everything. So yeah, it seems like a deeper rooted issue. Cause like you said, everything around it, it's like, it doesn't make sense to be as mad as he was, especially like what he said, you know, I don't care, do what you want. And it's been three to five years. I mean, you guys are completely different people at that point too. Mm-hmm. And so do you also feel like there's kind of like a double standard sometimes? I know just for my own personal experiences with females, it's like, that's why I thought it was interesting how mad he got, because I've always kind of seen and experienced myself that like guys, they don't really care as much when they kind of mm-hmm. share girls in a sense. Cause I know for girls, it's like, it can be three, five years. And it's like, Oh nah, that's still untouchable. That's off limits, everything. So did that catch you kind of off guard too? Cause I know those are just my experiences. I usually, I've heard guys be like, I don't care if my homie like sleeps with her or does whatever, like that happened. It was cool. And whoever she wants to do with, that's none of my business. Yeah. It definitely caught me off guard because for myself, I know like, I would be that parent that, you know, in the sidelines, I'm on the sidelines and I'm pretty much giving you advice and cheering you on, but I'm not going to step on the playing field. And that's how I feel about it is, I mean, you do what you do. And if it happens that way, it's meant to happen that way. But it was very confusing. And yes, it did catch me off guard because that was my idea about it was we're two grown men. We're going to talk about this. This is what it was. Hey, my bad if I didn't do it exactly the way you thought I should have did it. But I'm coming to you as a man, mm-hmm. making sure you know, like, yo, it ain't no secrets. Like, we still, we still bros. But yeah, he, he, uh, it just goes to show you that a lot of men still have feelings and people take things differently than what you expect them to. So you have to be very careful and you have to make sure you watch every step that you take because you never know how that person might react or like unintentionally what you might be doing, how somebody might take it because that might not be your intent, but from their perspective, it seems as if you're being sneaky or whatever it may be, even though that's not what you were doing, but to them, how they saw it and how they gathered the information, that's how it was perceived. Mm -hmm. And that goes into how some men are just more emotional than others. It's not, I don't think a cookie cutter way all men are. I love that you touched on that. I think that was just really like a, like I said, a deeper thought and perspective on it too. Cause that's super true. Just because it's a male or a female, like there is no set way that people are going to react. There might be kind of a, a theme sometimes amongst like our experiences and what we're told in society. But at the end of the day, every human is different. Every person's going to take things in different ways and have more emotion towards some things and not to others. Most definitely. And I learned that, uh, the hard way. <laughs> yes, exactly. So obviously you said eventually you and Lamar kind of got over it and it was fine, but where are you two currently? Do you all speak? Are you better friends? Is the friend group still cool with him involved? Like what is that whole well, thing like? Our friend group is still good and uh, we still communicate to okay. each other. We still talk to each other, but me and Lamar are just not as close as we used to be. 
and we still communicate. I mean, it is no beef if we're around each other. We still talk. We still cut it up as boys and things like that. But how close we used to be, it's not the same. And I don't think it'll ever be the same because for myself, I would say, just speaking on my terms, like the way I expected him to react and the way I react as a, as a man is not the type of people that I want in my close, close, close knit circle. Mm-hmm. Because I would, uh, I would think that for, and this is just for myself, not mm-hmm. talking about him or anything like that. Like, I feel like anybody that I'm dealing with, you got to be able to like conversate and you have to be able to discuss what you feel and what you're going through. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we're adults and mm-hmm. children hold grudges and they get upset and they're not able to move on. Mm-hmm. Adults are able to talk about how they feel and they're able to make sure it is clear and understood so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest thing that I was looking at. Not saying that, you know, he owes me a relationship and he owes me to make sure that we reconvene and get back to where we were or become better. But the biggest thing is just I expected it to be handled better. But as I progressed in life, I've learned like expectations aren't real. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you never, it's just like pulling a name out of hat. That's how, that's what happens with expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, is, this is the way it works, but you have to make sure like on your side of things, I believe, and I feel like, yeah, there were things I could have did better, but with the cars I was done, I did the best way I could. And now me and Lamar are just kind of, you know, we're just friends. Now with my mm-hmm. friend circle, it's better because we still communicate. We all cool. Me and him, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, I mean, we're yeah. just friends, I would say. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Absolutely. So you kind of already now touched on some lessons learned, obviously, as we have gone through it. So what would you say then are maybe a few other lessons learned uh, from this situation? Um, I would say the, one of the biggest things I've learned, and I'm glad I learned that lesson in that realm, and excuse my language, but people are full of shit. <laughs> That's what I would say. People sometimes tell you things just to make themselves feel as if like they're over something or make them feel as if like, you know, that's the, that's the cool thing to say, or like the right thing to say, even though that might not truly be what they're feeling or going through. And it's confusing to your friends or the people that are around you and stuff, because that's what you believe is what they're truly going through. And you don't Mm -hmm. really get to see the true person. And I would say the big lesson is like, be honest. I mean, if that's your friends or people you close with, there's no reason to lie to them because at the end of the day, something like this can happen. And Like I said, with my expectations of how I thought it was, my friend was way more emotional and way more like, you know, hurt by a situation Mm -hmm. like this than I thought he would be because I thought that he was a different breed of person than he led on to be with what he was saying. Right. No, that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, if there's no communication, I can't read your mind to know how to go about certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh, we as people, you know, we try to impress upon each other like these ways of what we want to be seen as, even though that's not us. And that's what I would say is the biggest lesson. Like, just be true to yourself. Be honest with people. Like, if you're emotional, it's okay. But I mean, I'm not telling you you have to let the world know you're emotional, but the people that are close to you that you deal with every day. Mm Like, you know, if it hurts your feelings, like, yo, bro, I didn't like that. Like, don't Mm -hmm. don't say that again. Or, hey, bro, like, yeah, if you did do something with her. 
yeah, that hurt my feelings. Like, yeah, I mean, I might have called her a whore or whatever it may be, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I still it have deep-rooted connections. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that's the, that's how I feel. Like, it, it should be, and that's the biggest lesson I learned is, like, truly learn who you're around and ask questions. You know, right. ask those deep-rooted questions that we as people don't really ask. And I feel like females don't ask it. I feel like males don't ask it. It's just all of us, like, we just assume. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth. Talk. Mm-hmm. And like what they say, like, again, excuse my language, but it's like assuming it makes an ass of you and me. Like that's how you find like an egg on your face and it just gets messy exactly. when you try to assume things. And I like that lesson learned because I think it touches on both sides. You know, one side, like you said, people need to be vocal of how they feel, how things affect them, how they are as a person. But on the flip side, the other person, the friend needs to, you know, ask those questions and be like, hey, how is the situation really going to make you feel or how do these kind of things bother you or how do you operate? So I really like that lesson learned because it definitely goes on both sides. Then I think that's just one of the biggest things about friendship. It's really just like, you know, give and take sort of thing. It's not just one person's responsibility to make the friendship, you know, go smoothly. It's on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think that's my caveat to, <laughs> that whole situation but i mean overall i i have no tender feelings for him you know i'm i'm not upset even if you wanted to rekindle real get real close back to this day i wouldn't mind because i have no intent of holding any malice you know i just i just keep moving forward i have another question probably more vulgar question but oh well was the uh experience with morgan worth what ended up going what ended up happening with Lamar? Um it was a fun experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. It was a fun experience with Morgan, most definitely. And I would say like I don't think anything's worth a friendship. Right. You know, period. But mm. I mean, honestly, I think it was worth it because it really like showed me who he was as a person. So right. I don't really regret it because at the end of the day like what it did was it helped me to see where he lied and how he truly saw things and I'm not saying like he's a bad person I'm not saying Lamar is anything he's a great guy and you know to this day he's still my he's still my guy like that's my that's my boy yeah but the thing is it just showed he has a lot of growth that Mm -hmm. he needed to do and without that experience like you know that happened I would have just literally just been supporting him at the stage where he was at. And he would have never been able to grow or become the better man that he is today. You know? I definitely agree. And I think also that's one thing that I know for myself, that's why I say everything happens for a reason. Like both other people's mistakes towards me and my mistakes towards other people. It's like, it still showed, you know, where, who we are as people, where friendship lies, where it was going. And even though it might have hurt or ended up in a friendship breakup, like, obviously that situation, whether we regret it or not, happened for a reason. And it exposed some things that were, it was probably going to get exposed anyways at some point in time. So um, I definitely, like I said, agree with that, where it's just like, eh, decisions happen, maybe not the best, but at the end of the day, it showed, you know, everyone's true colors and the true dynamic of the friendship. Yeah, because I think the biggest thing is like, it's not really about a good or bad consequence, you know, it's about what did you learn from the actions and can you live with it? 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. I can live with it. I can live with the choice I made. And it helped me to learn like what to do for my friends that I have now or new friends that I, you know, gather along my journey in life. And now I'm able to address and hit things head on rather than playing from, you know, the backside and not really knowing and trying to be like, you know, like tiptoeing and not understanding. I could just hit it head on and ask these questions or know like, okay, from this past situation, this is what to expect. So let me ask this person to see how they feel, you know? So I can direct things a lot easier. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, DJ, so much. And just for a lot of those really great piece of advice, because I guess when you were telling me the situation, I was like, dang, he kind of not shit for that in a way. But then like the way like you saw it, it makes a lot of sense. Like it definitely, I see where you're coming from. I didn't expect your advice to really go in the direction that it did. But at the same time, I think it's just in a, deeper and broader way of seeing the situation and seeing your friendships moving forward so yeah i appreciate you you having me yes thank you for coming on you are absolutely fantastic i hope you all enjoyed everything dj had to share with us today and i hope you all can take a thing or two stick in your pocket and run with it so thank you again and thank you dj all right no problem you have a good one you too In the beginning, we were inseparable to become one. Now a season's over, absence is your trope.